þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. Cuban Pete. Don't sing the song. I'm the king of the rumba beat. Why are you beat. doing this to me? And I make you go shim shiggy bum, shim shiggy bum, Come shim on, man. Bum. I'm hungover. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm very hungover. I'm so broken. <laughs> I am so broken. And we have a show tonight. We have a show. I'll be fine. I promise I'll be fine because um, this afternoon before the show, I'm going to the Blue Lagoon. Ah. Oh, okay. So that must have you ordered tickets in yes. advance. In advance, because yes. you're not allowed to just arrive there. Because yeah. there's only a certain amount of. Have you ever booked online for the Blue Lagoon? No, I I went there when it, you didn't have to do that. It, you just uh, you just. I think it's arrive. only recent. Yeah, because fucking tourists. And there's tourists. Tourists. I was dating a girl, <coughs> a kind of dating a girl who was working there. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and and she just uh, was working there by like uh, bringing like lotion to the tourists while they were in the so that they could rub the lotion on their skin. Yes, <laughs> and then or, or, and then put or, the lotion in the basket. Yeah, or or she would have to get the hose again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I couldn't think of a worse place to work. <clears throat> I think it's, it, must, it must have been nice though, but she could never get me like a ticket to the Blue Lagoon. It's so expensive. Yeah. It's like 50 euros. And I don't even know why they put the prices on the website in euros. Um, because it's, I don't know, because it's mainly just tourists. Yeah, but most of the tourists come from America. Well, maybe there's a default setting on euros uh, on in your computer. Mm, no, there's no way that's the case. Yes, that uh, is probably <laughs> the case. <laughs> you know what I think the worst job at the Blue Lagoon would be? That would be the to be the person. You know how they have um, they have guards. Guards. They yeah. have, well, like life lifeguards mm-hmm. there. I don't know if you know this, but they have lifeguards whose sole job is to make sure people aren't having sex. Yes, actually, yeah, I, I, I remember. They're the sex police. I remember the girl telling me about that one day where, when they busted people having sex. How did they bust them? I've often wanted they, to know, I like, what do they, they go, stop and stop, but they di- kind of didn't stop. They wanted to finish, so they tried to do it again or something. I don't know. It happens all the time. People yeah. having sex in the Blue Lagoon. But, I mean, come on. Here's the thing. Have you ever had sex in water? 
I've tried. Yeah, it's not a good idea. It's not great. Water is not a lubricant. It is not. It's just like lubricant can be water based. Yes. But you need other things in there. Absolutely. Slippery things. <coughs> water isn't slippery. Although no. it's, they keep telling you that uh, floor is slippery when wet. Well, that is another thing. Uh, I think I'm getting. I, I think I'm getting contact hangover here. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking coffee and shut up. No, don't shut up. Keep talking. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So I'm thinking if you're gonna have sex in the Blue Lagoon, which is like a very calcium mineral based water, I think it would be even worse. You know? it, it, Less it does slippery. feel very lubricant when you're in the water at the yeah, Blue Lagoon. Yeah, well, there's like the uh, whole uh, white. Uh, oh, that stuff. clay mask stuff. Yeah, which is everywhere. I the just. Bottom. I, here, I'll, I'll admit to you. I tried once. Yeah? At the Blue Lagoon. You tried what? Sex? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I... It was a long time ago. You cliche. It was many, many years ago. Yeah. I tried. It just didn't work. No. Of no. course it didn't. It didn't work. But that's, as we've we've discussed, that's because butts and vaginas are a little bit different. I'm sure you could probably put it in a vagina. Yes, yeah, you can put in it in, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, inside of a balloon, if you like put like a wet finger inside the balloon, it's like a... Oh, that's such a great metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Alright, let's, let's do the intro music. <laughs> no, no, that's not how we do it. If we say... I am an Icelander. And I am Australian. And, and together we, we are Australia. 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 We are together here and we are wide awake. Australia. Together we are manly men. And we will sound like this all the time on the podcast. Because... I am not hungover, but you are. I am so hungover. <laughs> oh, please, that was terrible. It was awful. I loved it. Even if it wasn't a very, uh, <clears throat> a very smart lyrics, I just loved uh, screaming, making, screaming, and making me uncomfortable. Yes. Well, I, I, I did. I'm glad you succeeded. Yeah. I'm happy for you. I am so happy. Oh my gosh. So should we do it? Should we talk about last night now? Yes, that's, that would be embarrassment of It week. is my embarrassment <laughs> of the week. week. Would you like to, to prelude the listeners? Because i I got to be honest with you. I kind of had an out-of-body experience Oh, on nice. this stage. Oh, I love it. When my mouth was going and my brain went, oh, I'm out of here. Um, well, last night, which was Wednesday night. Yes. Um... Uh, from this point in time during yes. this taping of this podcast uh-huh. which will be uh, posted tomorrow so it's actually if you're listening to this tomorrow it was the day before yesterday that was so necessary yes it was i love talking about time and how it works now mm, you, you and Bilke were doing your show, Minority Report. Yes, the Minority Report, starring two white people. Starring two white 
And uh, you have... Which, by the way, I just feel the need to point out to people the reason it's called The Minority Report is because she's a woman mm-hmm. and I'm a gay man. Therefore, yes. we are minorities in comedy. Yes. And that's why we came up with the, uh, the name of the show from. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not, it's not a show about us talking about minorities. It's not that a show about Tom Cruise gouging out his eyeballs and putting, no. on, putting other eyeballs in. No, no, no. No. Now, <clears throat> it got to about quarter past nine. Yeah, and uh, it was supposed to start at nine. nine. Yeah. Uh, but then it got like 9.45. Yes. And that's when you started the show after uh, uh, 45 minutes of Bilka not wanting to do the show. Because Which I, I, I actually think maybe she was right. She <laughs> was very right in a way. But well, you both were right. Uh, she, uh, because I, I was, I understood her completely, uh-huh. being having been in her place, and also understood you. So what you haven't explained to the audience is that that we didn't have an audience. There yeah. was no one. There was probably maybe six people in the venue, and Bilge said, "I think we should just give them their money back and not do the show." And I said, "I am happy to do that as well." So, you go up on stage just basically to announce that. Yes. That you are going to probably not have a show. Yes. But then Hera. Yes. Our, our, <laughs> uh, our manager who, uh, uh, I don't know, how do you feel about your, our manager just telling you what to do while you're up on stage? I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you think the manager's off, you're off limits? When I, think, I think when you're on the stage, I yeah, I think you're off limits from being told what to do. Yeah, well, she did anyway. She did, and she, she told, did she told you gotta give them something, which she had a point. Yes, and so you decided, okay, I'll just stay up here and do some stuff. Yeah, which ended up on you basically doing your set. Yeah, uh, along with a lot of like. Uh, um, Crowd work, basically. Lots well, of crowd, crowd work. being a very liberal word here. A lot of people work. Yeah, a lot of a few persons work. Yes. Um. So and you, so you stood there probably for an hour. I think I did an hour. Yeah. It felt like an hour and a mm. half, though. Mm. You did. We we were just up there, and you just kept on talking, and with, it's it's not the ideal crowd. Although they were all very friendly. Yes, they were. They were quiet, but friendly. Yeah, it's, it's the thing with uh, like uh, small crowds. that You don't want to do it because there ain't going to be much laughter. No. Uh, you need lots of people to have the wall of laughter because laughter is contagious. And you know, here's the thing. If you have a, have a great crowd, a crowded crowd, then it's like uh, then you're surfing with, when there are waves. Yeah. Yes. Last night you were surfing on, on a flat, still lake. On a still lake. Yeah. Yeah. So you're floating. Still, you're still floating. waters run deep. Yeah. <laughs> I was floating. There were a few times you weren't where drowning. I, oh, it felt like it. <laughs> oh you were just God. sitting there, just floating uh, gently in the breeze. And it, it was it's such a half-assed effort as well. Well, was it though? Because it was I, exhausting. You, what you did was a brave, brave thing, and what you did is something all comedians should do, uh, at least once in their career. Yeah, uh, it's just do it anyway. Just do it anyway, and any, it, it, I agree. And I've done it for smaller crowds. I've done a, a whole solo show for two people. Yeah, because my my attitude used to be. 
If there's more people in the audience than there is on the stage, you should do the show if they paid to see it. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I, I, in well, my 31st year of life, I'm actually starting to reconsider that. Yeah, well, I, I, I understand the uh, refund thing because they pay you like four or five people pay the pay the entrance and then they go see a show, but it, it's not gonna be uh, uh, as good a show as it can be because if they, were, they yeah. are yeah. I think I think the golden number is at least thirty. I think you need at least thirty at people. At least thirty, yeah. But it was it was I I I I, oh, I I finished the show. I had a lot of wonderful comments. Yeah, from you, people. People yeah. were like, "That was really good. Thank mm-hmm. you for." Um, I'm I'm glad. I ended the show by saying because remember we said if you you know want your money back, go see Hera. The last thing I said in the show is, if you go see Hedda and get your money back, you're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so nobody got their money back. <coughs> we well, still got paid. Yeah, you got you did a did a good job, Jonathan. It was good, and uh, it is. I wouldn't say it was embarrassing, but it was embarrassing. It was in a way. It was very embarrassing. It's not embarrassing as I felt bad for you, but it is. You know, it is a thing that a comedian does. It's like being embarrassed on purpose. And I think that's one of the bravest things you can do, actually. Is get up on stage and go, yeah. look what has become of my yeah. life. Yeah, and also because you're, you're just following, you're just, uh, you're just, uh, because you have to <clears throat> satisfy the comedy gods. Yeah. And you can't run away from the altar. You well, have to step up there and do your I thing. I hope our show yeah. tonight goes amazingly and we, we get some good karma. Uh, yeah, I think you did a great sacrifice, a human sacrifice <laughs> last sacrificed night. A lot. Yeah, you chopped off your own head and oh rolled God. down the stairs of the comedy pyramid and in this Inca analogy. And and it's it's funny how when you, you know, you can have a set, you can, you can this is what I, I noticed last night. Fair enough. I had probably been drinking since 4pm and then sobered myself up ready for a show and then when there was no one there I was like screw it I'll have a couple beers so by the time I got on the stage I didn't think I was going to perform so uh, I I wasn't in the great ready mindset that I was in I had a set prepared Mm -hmm. I had you know remember I told you last week I didn't feel prepared enough Mm -hmm. And so I actually went, okay, I'm going to go from this to this to this to this to this. Mm-hmm. I had it all there. And then for some reason, I just lost the ability to link things together. I just got up there and I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about this a little bit. All right, how do I get to the next one? I don't know. That's because you weren't riding any waves. I wasn't. No, you're just floating and just bustling, as you say in Iceland. You're just, what's the word for bustler? Bustle, bustle, bustle. Treading. Treading? Well, well, no. Treading water. Treading is Troda uh, Marvel. <clears throat> What's bustle? Oh, splashing. Splashing. Yeah, you were just splashing. <laughs> it was. It was a bit like splashing about going, hey, I've got a microphone. Hey, I'm telling jokes. Hey, It was, it was, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Um, I mean, from my perspective, <clears throat> you did not look uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's that's Thank key you. basically. That was acting. I remember the first time when I kind of did well. The first not too good show I did mm-hmm. uh, because I think I was very very lucky in my starting in comedy because I, my first nights were very good actually. Yeah. 
Uh, but then suddenly uh, I kind of got the not so nice crowds. Yeah. So, uh, well, they were nice, but they weren't big laughers. So I thought, okay, this was a disaster. But people told me, well, you looked so comfortable. You looked like you didn't care. And I think that's a very much key to master yeah. that art, looking like you don't <coughs> care. And you looked like you didn't really care. You looked like you were just doing your thing. Yeah. You looked like you were uh, serving the people. I, well, that's what I was there to do. Yeah. I was there to tell some jokes. It also doesn't help that it has been an exhausting week. Yeah. And that was the third night in a row of stand-up where I didn't have the most amazing crowd in the world. I killed it the other two nights. Like, on the Monday, I I hosted Uh at at Gokuren. And as I think, I believe you already knew that um, I I had been heckled right at the end. And then this girl threatened me with violence. Okay, tell us about that. So, just at the end of the show... It, there were a lot of new comedians performing, um, and <clears throat> so often, you know, when when you have an open mic and you have a lot of new comedians, you have spots where there's lower energy. So when you're hosting, you have to go out and bring the crowd back up. And so this particular night, there were some rowdy crowd members, mm-hmm. um, and so I there was you know a lot of uh, sort of sorting that stuff out throughout mm-hmm. the show. At the end of the show, I thought I want to give people something extra. Andre Ivas was in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, um, do you want to do a number at the end? Andre Evers is a musical comedian, <clears throat> a very good one. Check him out. Very good. Um, and, uh, and we've also, when I did one of my solo shows, we, we did a duet together <clears throat> to, you know, Wreck Your Balls. Yeah. Which is my, my song about sex injuries to Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. Right. And it's a nice acoustic version. And, mm-hmm. and um, there was a guitar backstage and I said to him, do you want to get up and just do something at the end? Because I wanted a strong finish to the show. And he did, and while he was doing his song, this girl, sort of to the, the, if you're looking in the audience, to the left of the stage, just in a couch, she was screaming, take off your clothes. She was, you know, like, woo, you're hot, you're sexy. Mm. Um, and then when I got out onto the stage, I said, ladies and gentlemen, Andreas. And they clapped. And she was still doing that, and I said, looks like someone's going to get late tonight. And then she completely flipped and went, no. No, like like she hadn't said everything she just said. Oh yeah, so and I I said like I, I, on the microphone I was like, what? Will you change your tune quickly? And then she just started screaming at me, get a real job. And I was like, I don't understand what you mean by that because I'm being paid to do this, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there just drunk because mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, but she just kept screaming uh, heckles. And then the whole audience was screaming at her to shut up. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and it was one of those moments where, you know, we've all seen it as comedians, where this one person clearly has no idea that everyone in the room hates them. Yeah. Oh. And wants them to shut up. And she just did not stop. And then I, I couldn't help it. She unleashed the beast yeah. within me. Have you seen the beast before? Your beast? Yeah. Um, I've seen I've seen it peeking uh, behind the fence. Yeah. 
She well, she she because the beast within me can not isn't just screamy. The beast within me will find something about you and make you want to yeah, kill yourself. That's what when I saw the beast behind the curtains uh-huh. of your soul uh-huh. one time when you had when well last time we taped the show yeah. you went out drinking and then I met you like four hours later and you had been drinking constantly since taping of the show. I'm sorry, this this particular episode does not make you look it's very a, good. It's an <laughs> <laughs> but but um. To be fair, I've been uh, a kind of the unhealthy one so far. I yeah, think. go on, go on. Yeah. Tell me about the beast. Uh, so I, you, you, we met at the Andre Ivar's show. Yes, and you were there, and uh, you were just talking. You and Bilke had been drinking for a while. We had, and I saw there was like this thing in your eyes, where you had. I saw it in your eyes that you were kind of just. In, in your brain, you're just skimming through like folders of insults. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? The Rolodex. Yeah, you like. You had like a, <laughs> I saw like your eyes were had like this REM thing, like like moving very fast. <laughs> like inside your brain, you're like, okay. What to just you? To, just in case if shit's gonna go down, I've I got have, something. I got something here. So you had like you open up your insult cabinet. You aren't taking anything out of it, but you were ready to do so. And I was like. Are you are you all right, Jonathan? Do you do you have something to say to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's where you saw. But yeah, if if I unleash the beast, and I don't, that's why I don't like hecklers because I don't want to be. I don't want to have to be mean to people. No, I don't either. But here, I remember you know because I have this like rule uh, based on what Captain America says in the first Captain America movie, which yeah. is. I just don't like bullies, wherever yeah. they come from. Yeah. And I really hate bullies. It's always been like so do the, I. the bad, the villains of life. Yeah. So, but here's the sad thing about bullies. They're human and there exists a bully within every one of us. Yeah. And I, I can feel that bully when there's a hackle. Yeah. I just, okay, I, I'm going to destroy you now. And I have to contain myself. Of not becoming a scary thing up on stage, which is also scaring the rest of the audience. Yeah, because then it gets uncomfortable. Yeah, I have to make it funny for the audience, but hurtful for the heckler. Well... And that's an art. We did exactly that to this girl. So I said to Andre, can you play me a tune? And I, on the spot, made up a song about her being a drunk, basic bitch who has no aspirations for the future and, and the... I can't even remember the words. Oh, but nice. It, oh, it I was, wish I was... I, I made it up on the spot. The audience loved it, mm-hmm. you know. Then we finished with Wrecking Balls. And then um, I noticed during the song that she was actually sitting next to a comedian. And the comedian came up to me and said, that was my sister's friend and she wants to apologise to you. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, she came over to me. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to talk to her. And mm-hmm. then the girl came over and I was like, just come here. Let's hug it out. Mm-hmm. Let's hug it out. And then when I finished the hug, this girl said to me, she was Icelandic. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, you know, oh, yeah, you're actually kind of funny. Do you know, I was this close to getting my brothers to come and beat you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh... And I pushed her away and I said, you had me, bitch. And then you just lost me. We're done. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You you said those exact words. Yes, yeah, we're done. Cool. I walked away. Yeah. Um, I I hate this, and uh, this is just a, one of many ways for people to just 
do the whole shit sandwich where they compliment you and then they don't. Yeah. And they insult you. But I just think, like, what is wrong with you if you believe that you picking on me and other comedians, Mm -hmm. then me defending us is worth you getting someone to come and physically harm me? Yeah, and, yeah, asking your brothers to come beat someone up, that's even... You're a worse person than the brother who was be- who's beating people up yeah. because your brother is obviously just a, a brainless idiot, yeah. a tool, <sighs> uh, a thug, and you're someone who's giving those people orders. Yeah, beat this one up. You are, a, yeah, a basic bitch. I think is the word. Here. So an I think bitch. I think to finish off my embarrassment of the week, well, I will say, g- yeah. I will say, I have given enough sacrifices to the comedy gods this week yeah so there can only be good shows from here on mm-hmm. well i congratulate you on your uh, uh hapless week sir thanks <laughs> have you had any embarrassments no my week has been great my embarrassment of the week is would be part of a new segment what is it it's Operation Sex Guard. Oh, yes! <laughs> Operation... How is that going? That's right. For those that don't know, we are doing the Reykjavik Marathon. Yeah. Uh, for something called Fru Ragnheiður, which is a program, uh, a, a Red Cross program here in Reykjavik, mm-hmm. in which... Uh, which is like a exchanging needles program. Oh, Goddamn telephone. Why does your phone always ring? Um, yeah, it's a needle exchange program which will help stop Things like, uh, you know, HIV transmissions and and hepatitis and other intravenous uh, diseases and viruses. Yeah, it's a health it's a it's a healthcare system with with. So people can actually go online and they can donate. Mm-hmm. And you will run. I will run. I will run. <clears throat> I will run only ten kilometers. You will run uh, twenty one. Twenty one. Oh, I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I... I I was thinking, why don't I do twenty one? I want to do the same as Jonathan, and then I went out running on and the Monday. And you did seven kilometers. Yeah, I did seven kilometers, but with like like seventy percent of those kilometers were I ran them, but the rest I walked. Yeah, and I've been my body has been aching since. I think now today I am ready to run again. Generally, um, from if if this helps you at all, the yes. more you just keep doing it yeah. and push through the pain, the Absolutely. less pain you'll feel. I've been doing that. I've been doing just more moving. So instead of running uh, in those past two two days, I've been uh, bicycling. Yeah. And swimming a lot mm-hmm. and doing push-ups. And you've been doing push-ups and you've been eating well and you've been drinking less and you haven't been drinking beer and there's been no gluten or sugar in your diet and oh, you've I lost... Have a fruit bowl on my table. You have a, there is a fruit bowl on his table where, where there once was drug paraphernalia. Um, <laughs> and you've lost one and a half kilograms. Yeah. Well, the embarrassment, I would say, I, I stepped on the... I stepped on the scales, scales to uh, this morning, and I haven't lost anything since then. Because you only went running once. Yeah. So yeah. it's just the running, but uh, before that I did none of the running, just the dieting. Yeah, but you, you, when you change your diet, here's something. Here, let me let me give you a little bit of advice from someone who's got a history of yo-yo dieting. Yeah, please. When you do a small change to your diet alone, mm-hmm. like you just cut out booze or you cut out. Um, sugar or mm. you probably for the first week you'll lose a kilo or a couple of kilos a lot of right. that is fluid retention right right because right. your body especially when you have less carbs in your diet your body holds on to water mm-hmm. um, 
And uh, so initially you'll you'll lose fluid, but then you actually have to work at it to keep losing more. Okay. And the the worst thing about it is I think there's you know there's probably a personal trainer listening to this who's and we do have a, a personal trainer fan I think um, who who might say I'm wrong, but um, I think there's like two or three weeks mm-hmm. when you're doing something two three four weeks your body gets used to it and if so if you do exactly the same amount of exercise and eat exactly the same amount of things every day you will lose a little bit of weight mm. and then after about 3 weeks you'll stop okay and then that becomes the new normal because the human body is really fucking lazy uh, fucking bodies but uh, um, <clears throat> yeah i'm having this I, i made up this program called operation sex god and yeah. i included uh, you in our chat so we are both in operation sex god yes. uh, now but we all have our own programs you We- don't have the whole gluten and stuff no but i so the first rule the first week was no wheat and no sugar which i'd already done a week so i've been doing that for almost three weeks uh-huh And the second rule was uh, stop drinking on weekdays. Yes. And I, I, after one day of doing that, I strike that rule out and uh, changed it to fuck that. Instead, I will do two times 20 push-ups a day. So that's what I'm doing instead because I wanted to have red wine with my steak the other day. Yeah. And also, I, I must have some sort of drinking problem. I I think a lot of us do. <laughs> <laughs> we are sick. Uh, we are sick. Actually, actually, so I have a, I have a friend here visiting from Norway, which makes it hard to not drink because mm-hmm. we haven't seen each other in a while, and we both really love gin. Yeah. Um. And uh, so he's here till next Tuesday, but I'm when he goes, I think I'm just gonna completely cold turkey until the marathon. Like alcohols, really? Yeah, but I also remember. Um, remember, I've showed you pictures of when I had to play that woman in a play. Yeah. Um, I in the in the final month before the play, I lost like 10 kilos, right. and the only thing that changed was I stopped drinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, the stop drinking sounds like a like a boost booster mm-hmm. uh, on that road. Really, I stopped, and that was remember I told you the time that I was told by a doctor I had to n- give up drinking for a yeah. bit because my liver was not doing well. That was when that happened. I stopped. I lost 10 kilos. It was amazing. God, yeah. So that's that's basically it. So the thing of uh, quit drinking on weekdays that was a really good idea. It's a great if you stop drinking altogether. It's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. It's like if you if you you could you could work out six days a week, mm. and then the second you drink on day seven. Even if it's just one beer, you can have undone everything you did throughout the week. I know, but here's some... <clears throat> yeah, and I also thought, what if I go on a date? Mm. If I go on a date, and, uh, and then I would like to have some drinks, especially if she's drinking. Well, stop, collaborate, and listen for a second. Mm. If you're on a date with a girl, and she's going to be upset that you're not having a drink, she doesn't deserve you, honey. Uh, yeah, but will this rule work on you if you were on a date? I, I, I am dating someone. So. Yeah, but if you were like on a date, if let's say you weren't dating anyone and you were on a date with someone you liked, uh-huh. and you were doing a whole not drinking thing. Yeah. And uh, she says you're not having a drink, or you say no, I'm doing this thing for a marathon. Oh, she says, uh, oh, that's too bad, and you say. 
Ah, uh, you don't deserve me, bitch. <laughs> I don't know why I said C. I no, but I mean, if she has a problem with you not drinking, yeah. then then that's, you know, then she doesn't deserve you. Yeah. But if she, I think no, most it's, people... It's, it has nothing to do with her opinion. It has to do with the fact that you're an anxious she's going to get drunk, yeah. I want to get drunk with her. I want to uh-huh. I wanna, I wanna do... Uh, well, do why why, why don't you just have um, different dates than Icelandic ones then? Why don't you go on a proper date which involves dinner? Yeah. Or a movie? Uh, well, yes. Okay, that will be. That's actually. And if this is only for a short period of time, and remember, this is called Operation Sex God for a reason. Yeah. This is called Operate. This is this really should actually be called Operation. We're in our thirties and feel miserable about the way we look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's <coughs> too too many words for a yeah. Facebook chat. I think I think going cold turkey might be a good thing. Yeah, and I might go cold turkey uh, further down on the list. I mean, it sounds like a bigger sacrifice uh, than because I'm doing like a new rule every week. So yeah. uh, I will level up. So do we have so six, like weeks, computer six games, weeks left? So if gonna, yeah, I have six, six, six weeks. weeks until the marathon. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen in six weeks. It can. Uh, I also have a rule is uh, I do uh, steps instead of lifts uh, uh, instead of elevators. Mm-hmm. And if I run for an hour, I cannot reward myself by going to the movies. Which I did on Monday, and I saw the film uh, Finding Dory, which was very nice. Oh, yes, you told me about that. Oh, I saw it on, 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 Tuesday. on Tuesday. It was a very cute movie. The cutest thing ever uh, made in animation is Dory as a child. Yeah? Yeah, it was so cute. Same I, voice? No, it was like a baby voice. It was ah. like a baby voice actor. It totally worked. A baby voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a baby voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was an actual baby doing the voice. Okay. Yes. So that's that was op- how how you been doing Operation Sex God. I have been doing terribly. Mm-hmm. I have been. Um, oh my god, my diet is all over the place. My 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 drinking is out of control. Um, I'm not getting enough sleep and I really need to, um, buckle down, so. This was Operation Sex God with Jonathan and Hulegur. And now for... Gay It To Me Straight! Whose turn is it? Well, I'm eagerly awaiting because you had two last week and you kept one for this week. Yes, and I actually have... uh, Again, I have two ones and I think I will go for the one that I kept. Yeah. And also, we haven't discussed sex enough uh, this week. We haven't. It's been too and serious. This is uh, this might be a doozy. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. I've heard stories about this thing I'm about to ask about uh-huh. from uh, another gay person, uh-huh. and those are amazing stories. Uh huh. So my question is, yes. or it's just, it's not. Yeah. Please tell me. Yeah. About the gay saunas. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell you about the gay saunas. So you mean you mean they they they're called SOPs, which means sex on premises venues. Okay, sops. So a gay sauna is basically um, you 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 walk in mm-hmm. um, to usually there's like a very inconspicuous door 
Like right. it might just have a big number in it, like fifty-two, and there's oh, no. It's a secret knock. Yeah, no. Well, you just well, actually, you you go in, and I remember there was this one in Brisbane. Um, when I was probably about eighteen, um, and you walk up the stairs, and there's a guy at a desk, and he's it's almost like at the bank, like where they have the security thing, and mm-hmm. there's only a little, um, little hole at the bottom that you can put. <laughs> <laughs> you can, can put, on the bottom you can put you can money put through because yeah. you have to pay okay. to get in. Yeah. Um, and then once you pay, they give you a key and a towel. Uh, and like the, it's like going to prison. The door opens <laughs> and you can go in. And so you go to it's, a lot. Like that is very similar to going to prison. Yes, <laughs> actually kind of is. Um, um, and so you go in and your, your key goes to a locker. Mm-hmm. And so you basically open your locker and you take off all your clothes and you put them in the locker and then you put your towel on. Um, except on uh, on Tuesdays, this one, because they had no towel Tuesday, which basically meant um, they would put out lots of towels in the actual area and you would just be naked. Um, so you're wearing a towel. No towel Tuesday. What, uh, what, what is the practicality of no towel Tuesday? Because the courtesy was that you wear the towel around the sauna. Uh-huh. and you, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, so it's just... Uh, yeah, it was demanded that 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 everyone was naked on the Tuesday. Okay. Um, no towel. So then, so then you you might walk down these stairs or go through another door, and basically there's steam everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there'll there'll be a sauna, there'll be a steam room, there'll be showers, there there might be a swimming pool, mm-hmm. um, there'll be a spa, mm-hmm. and then it's like a series of you know like okay the way I would describe it is when you go to a, a clothing store. And there's the big row of change rooms. Mm-hmm. So, like, like cubicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there'll be this maze of cubicles. And there might be ones that just have, like, so you go in and you close the door. There might be one, and there's, like, a, a mattress, mm-hmm. a lube dispenser on the wall, and a bowl of condoms. Yeah. Um, sometimes some of the rooms don't have a mattress. Sometimes they have, like, a sling, a sex sling. Sometimes they have, um, it's just a smaller, uh, cubicle and it's basically, uh, a cube you go in and it's just got all these glory holes. So some people who just want to um, play with an anonymous penis, just go into this one and it goes in, you know, someone just on the other side of it sticks their dick in and they're like, Ooh, 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 you know, here we go. We've got. I, I personally, I'm, I get confused by more than one penis. It makes me feel like a competitive eater. (laughs) (laughs) i've already got too much enough going on um and then so basically yeah you walk around and you might do the you might walk past somebody and have prolonged eye contact and then they might go into a room and look back at you signifying let's do this so so basically it is a, a place um and they they are interesting places like the i told i think i've told you before the first time I ever went to a gay sauna. Um, so you talked about that you were 18 when you, when you went to this one in Brixton. Brisbane. Brisbane. But it wasn't the first one you went to. I was 18 the first time I went to a sauna, but that wasn't the first sauna I went to. Okay. And there's, there's, there's wet saunas and it's dry saunas as well. Wow. So the dry sauna basically... Sounds more uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but the dry sauna isn't a... Um, it's still a sex on premises venue, but it's not a sauna per se. So it's not, it's not a steam room, it's not a bath, it's not a, like, that no, kind no. of thing. 
it there, like you keep your clothes on. Mm. Um, and you just walk around the maze and they might have like setups. So yeah. there might be like the back seat of a car. Right, there might right, be right, like, right, right, you know, yeah. a, there's a porn movie theater. So it's like a there's... water park and a regular theme yeah, park. Yeah. Yeah. Regular theme park, water theme park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you can, you can literally, and they usually open, they start like they usually open at 10 PM oh. and then they close at like 6 AM. Um, yeah. And there were, there were times like for me as a, um, in as a, an 18 year old mm. when I would have been out clubbing I was really drunk I didn't have enough money to get a cab home and the trains had stopped so I would just go hang out at the sauna until the train started again the next morning so you just hang out somewhere where you can where it's just like uh, uh, just smorgasbord of sex pretty much pretty much first time I ever went to a sauna I, I, I walked into the orgy room right and I saw um, a, like an 80-year-old man being fisted by four other people. How can someone be fisted by four other people? They were taking turns. So right. one would go in and then pull out and the other one, boom, boom. So it was like they were all trying on a puppet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it educated me a lot. Oh, at the very, very, very first time I ever did anything in a sauna, I had premature ejaculation. Yeah. So basically I had been all hyped up. Like, you know, I'd seen all of this stuff and I was like, okay, you know, calm your farm, Johnny, calm your farm. (laughs) Just go sit in the steam room. And I sat in the steam room. I sat in the steam room and I look over to my left and there's a dude getting sucked off, um, like a couple of meters away from me. And then, um, then, uh, this other guy came and sit, sat down next to me and then he put his hand on my thigh and then started kissing me. I was like, oh, this is really exciting. And then I turned around. Um, no, and then, and then I, he, like, he, I don't know, I think he like grabbed my nipple or something. And then everything just went boom. Um, and then I was like, oh no, oh no, I, I came already. But then when I turned around. It was your brother. <laughs> oh my God. Because my brother is gay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but when I turned around, I saw that there were like five men in their 70s jerking off to what we were doing. And I felt really uncomfortable with it. So yeah. then I ran upstairs and got all my clothes back on and left. Right. Yeah. But that's 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 what happens at a gay sauna. Yeah. And that, that can be an interesting place. I know people who've... I've got... I've got um, Couple friends, gay couple friends, who mm-hmm. sometimes go to them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a fun thing they do together. Yeah, I bet that's pretty common. Yeah, uh, but that is how I have had sex with so many people. Probably. Yeah, so when you w- walk into a gay sauna, you maybe your number is let's say fifty three. Yeah, and you walk out of the sauna and it's seventy four all of a sudden. It could be. Yeah, it could be. So depending uh, on which room you go into. Yeah. But then there there were other times where I didn't have sex with people. Like right. I literally just sat in in a, a steam room and had a conversation. Mhm. And you know, it was just a a nice thing that you could hang out naked with someone and it made me more comfortable with nudity. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, yeah. Although I was younger and and fitter and you know, a lot more comfortable with how I looked back then. Yeah. Right, yeah, so that's, that's so your, uh, Operation Sex God is just making yourself ready again for the gay saunas. 
Well, no, I'm not currently in a sauna. No, I'm sorry. Frame I'm sorry. of, of uh, but, I but there aren't. I, I actually have a lot of gay friends here in Iceland who wish there was a sauna here. Yeah, but that would be. I mean, I heard about this one club which was a back room where uh, where uh, it doesn't exist any longer, to my knowledge. Oh, the gay club with the the back room. Yeah. Yeah, I room. know that one. Yeah, it's does it still exist? No, no, but it pops up. Oh, it pops up. Yeah, but I, I know about two locations, uh, so it probably has had more locations. Really? Yeah, where where there's like gay porn uh, on multiple screens and people are circle jerking each other off and stuff. Wow. Uh, never been there, but I like know the, knew this uh, one straight guy who went there and uh, he was just having a drink by the bar and and watching the gay porn on the screen. I said, "Wow, those gays—they really know how to uh, give a blowjob, man." This guy—he just put his tongue under the foreskin and everything. So uh, yeah, that was his story, and that's my. So that's the only image I have of the Icelandic sex club. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did yeah. I did I answer your question satisfactorily? I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just I think uh, whenever I get to know some uh, a gay man, I this question will pop up because these stories are always interesting. These visuals are always. It sounds like super fun. It also sounds overwhelming, and I would understand. Be. I would understand <clears throat> going in there not having any sex. I think uh, well for you you case, wouldn't be wearing your glasses so you wouldn't be able to see anything. Uh, oh, the glasses off? Oh no, I just know that you take your glasses off when you go public showering. So I would imagine that if you were in that situation, yeah, you would take them well, off. As well. well, that's basically just part of my joke because it works for my for yeah. stand up. That joke. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> but I do take, I do have my glasses on when I go swimming and stuff because mm. I just. Mm. You're also not a gay man, so um, I can imagine. I'm it thinking would if be... there was like a heterosexual uh, version, which which there are, there are sex club out, out and swingers clubs, and yeah. and a lot of a lot of um, uh, adult shops have a back room. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? What the, uh, like adult shops, and then there's just a sex room in the back. Well, it's just a room, and, and well, the funny thing about it, I think it's designed the the initial all idea of a back room in a, a sex shop is that. People, customers, if they get horny, they go back there and then they can take care of each other. What what everyone fails to realize is that the, the majority of the customers are middle-aged men. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're all just back there going. I can just imagine that they go in there hoping to find a lady and then they only find other middle-aged men and then after a while they go, oh, well, let's do it. You know? <laughs> Let's yeah, finish yeah. each other up. But it. yeah, they, they but there are swingers clubs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how do you become part of a swingers club when you are not, you don't have someone to swing with? I, I, I would have to have someone to swing with if I would want to go into a swingers club. You know, you could just find don't a have fe- strong. You could find a female or... friend. Yeah. Who you don't actually want to have sex with because then you basically just. You're going there to have sex with someone, and you there's no kind of like, oh, we're we're swinging together. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, yeah. You've cheated the system. Yeah. Well, if it comes to that, I yeah, I guess it would be an interesting thing on my mm. bucket list to go to a sex club. But at the moment, I don't have a strong urge to do it. Mm. Well, I I was impressed with that question. Yeah. Well, I was, you're welcome. Now it's my turn to ask you one. Now I, but my question today wasn't going to be a sex one, but mm-hmm. should it be? 
you just do what your heart tells you. Jonathan. My well, my heart is is I I want to ask a question because I actually would like your advice on something as well. Okay. Um. Okay. So, I don't know why, but I have become a snorer. Oh, okay. And I know that you're a snorer. Oh, I am uh, the worst. Whenever somebody sleeps with me or in a proximity to me. They tell me that they've never heard snores like this. Uh, they're, they're that loud. Yeah. Okay. I have very loud snores. It is, it, is, it is to the point where I am actually afraid to fall asleep when someone is in my bed. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with it? Well, I just... Uh, I mean... This has affected relationships that I'm in. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I... And it's my fault of not taking care of it by just having an operation or do- going for it. But I'm such a procrastinator that it's so a, it can be fixed with an operation. Problem. Yeah, it's, it can be. And a doctor has told me that I should just remove my uvula. Yeah, you said that in yeah. an earlier episode. Uh, but uh, how do I deal with the fact that I, if I fall asleep, the person next to me will hear the monster? And, and not be able to sleep. Yeah, and also just decide not to sleep next mm-hmm. to you again. Mm-hmm. Well, you could warn that person. Uh-huh. Uh, in some cases, the other person has just left the room, has left on the sofa. Sofa. Well, my that's what my mom does. Yeah, uh, and uh, <clears throat> with my dad, she just yeah, yeah, sleeps on the sofa almost every dad. night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, then. Or I offer to sleep on the sofa, mm-hmm. or I just hope it's one of those nights where I don't snore. Does that happen though? You have nights where you don't. It happens, yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yes, I've had I've got an ex girlfriend telling me you were so peaceful. It was the most beautiful thing I ever saw you sleeping last night. You did, had no snores. Yeah, cause because this is. I'm struggling with life every time I sleep. Well, this okay. This 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 is this is. It's really just been playing in my mind because um, I was you know I was recently in in a situation where there were lots of people sleeping, you know, and um, one of them happened to be the person I'm dating, and the next day everyone made comments on how I was snoring, mm. and uh, and and the guy I'm dating said, "Oh, Jono always snores," mm. and I was like, "Do I?" I had no idea. And then, okay, so my friend who's visiting at the moment is staying with me and uh, he woke me up and said, dude, you're snoring so much. I was like, was I? I had no idea. He goes, yeah, I filmed it. Yeah, oh yeah, I, my, my ex filmed it. It's on the YouTube. There's, you can you, YouTube Hula Godaxon snores or something and it's there. But what have you, but you, you told me you've done it ever since you were a teenager. Yes, well, it's been like uh, ever since I was in my 20s, I guess. I never used it. This this just started in the last year. Yeah, well, I don't know why that would be. Is this another part of being in your 30s? It might be, yes. Is this another part of second puberty? Yes. Am I now like your age coach? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, Well, I know what's happening, young Jonathan. Oh, man. Oh, there's a period in every uh, youngest man's life that uh, which we call the snoring crossover. 
and which you will turn. This is this is just you turning into a middle-aged man. It's a beautiful thing, I hate Jonathan. It. <laughs> yeah. And also, because since I moved to Iceland, you're becoming a middle-aged man. You know when you're talking about you, Uvula. Yeah. I had an infected one three times since moving to this country, and I think maybe that's part of it. Yeah, maybe you're because I my uh, my doctor told me my throat is too narrow, and my uvula is too big. Mm. So uh, that's why I snore, and I like we talked about. I'm gonna oper- operation sex god uh, until I lose enough pounds to see if that will affect my snoring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't, I'm gonna cut this motherfucker off. Mm, I'm gonna get something done as well because I think that's why I'm so tired. Yeah, but it wasn't really a gay to me straight question though. Well, I, it was it was more, it was it was from the perspective of because you know you've had girlfriends. Yeah. And I've I've only ever known straight couples that are like, oh, he snores so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because women Seems like the man's job. Women snore. don't tend to snore. I've heard I, they're, a, they're all very cute. It's a cute thing. My sister oh, snores and it's terrible. Yeah. It's yeah. like... Well, you're not attracted to your sister. No. No. No, it's <laughs> not. Um, but, yeah, that's, I, I, that, that's actually what I really wanted to ask you. Okay, so did it help? Because I didn't give you any solutions. You just told me that that's, it's normal and that's what happens yeah. and that you've had breakups over it. Yeah, well, either uh, you... Thanks, that was wonderful. Yeah. Well, they have to deal with it, or you have to deal with it, or else it's going to go to shit. That is my advice to you. All right, so Operation Sex God it is. Operation Sex... All right, let's move on. I don't want to get depressed by this in my hungover state. How to speak Australian! Uh, what do you got I can't week? wait, though, for the sex question which you had in mind, though. But you will save that for the next. Episode. Yeah, I'll save it for the next one. I'll save it. I, we we don't we don't want to ha- go run over time. Yeah, and also we did the whole gay sauna, so we have had enough sex. We've had enough already. sex, and it will probably get back there again because yeah, it always yeah, does. Yeah, it's a It always does. So my my question, um, my phrase to you, I was going to teach you something really important about being hungover in Australia. Mm-hmm. When you when you have a hangover in Australia, it is very courteous. Of the person who is the least hangover to do the Maccas run. The Maccas run? Maccas run. What does that mean? It is when they get in the car and they drive to Maccas. And that's like a fast food place? It's McDonald's. It's McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maccadee. So it's called, it's called the Maccas run. Oh, dude. Oh, can you go do a Maccas run? Oh, it's... Yeah, yeah and you've got to get there before 11. Yeah. Because that's when they stop serving breakfast. Yeah, uh, so you want the Egg McMuffin? I like the Sausage McMuffin. All oh, right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a sausage man. I've, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't find one joke there. But, uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I've never had the... Uh, uh, I once had the Egg McMuffin, but the the breakfast menu is is kind of just exotic to me. I've I've never really. I don't think you finally served it. Wait, wait. Let me just let me just say that out loud so you can hear it. Mm. You find the McDonald's breakfast menu exotic. I find McDonald's exotic because there are no McDonald's in Iceland. Yeah, and I love the fact that there are no McDonald's and no Starbucks. And I was kind of disappointed that, that, that there's a uh, Dunkin' Donuts. It's not because of me being snobbish uh, towards f- fast food chains. Yeah. It's just 
I like the fact when you go abroad and and it makes it more special. Yeah, it makes it more special. Whenever I'm like stuck in a Finnish or Norwegian town, uh, I I have you know I I have this this tradition of uh, getting a bit drunk with some uh, other comic creators or comedians. And then on my way home, stop buying a McDonald's and stop have, by Macca's. Stop by Macca's. I have myself uh, some hotel room Macca's. That's, yes, that's a good like flipping through channels until I find Fraser. Yeah, and uh, hotel and, room McDonald's. Yeah, Fraser and hotel McDonald's. That's a that's that's living. You that's know when I, I live in. When I was in Sweden for Eurovision for two weeks, yeah. a hotel was next door to a McDonald's. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. People were like, are you going to order room service? Nope. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the elevator, walk three meters, and then get right back up to my room again. That's right. That's yeah. the only way to live, man. It was the only time I managed to watch whole episodes of Girls without, you know, wanting to kill myself. Right. So, it, Girls make you want to kill yourself? I just don't like that show. I don't relate. The only character in it I relate to is Adam. He's the... Yeah, he's uh, He's the, the only the one that's likable. Yeah. Well, I like that show, but uh, here's a thing that happens when you split up. Yeah. You lose uh, television shows. I, I was in the middle of Orange is the New Black, uh, Downton Abbey, and Girls. Mm. And I used to watch that with my ex, and I couldn't keep... I wanted to keep on watching those, but it made it me just, too sad. It reminded you of yeah. her. Oh. So I, I haven't seen... You have to reclaim those shows. Yes. You have to reclaim... Because I, I would say the same thing happened to me just, when, I, when I got dumped. Mm. And it was with shows like RuPaul's Drag Race. And any David Attenborough documentary. And, and I still watch all these shows. Yeah. I still watch them. Well, yeah. It's, uh... but, it, but it also means that you can let go of shows that you watched with and that you didn't really enjoy. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, I didn't bad. watch those anyway. I just went to sleep during that. And snored. Yeah, and snored. And then she broke up with you because you snore. Well, that's not how it happened. But we, we don't need to go, go into that. <laughs> what are you going to teach me? I'm going to teach you. Well, what are, what are the people going to teach you? Mm-hmm. Or, or what do the people want me to teach you? Because before we, the taping, I crowdsources the, uh, this uh, how to speak Australian yeah. question. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, I have like 20 suggestions here. Yeah. <clears throat> when you're well, ready. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> there's so many good words. Two of them come from Pautloska. Oh, really? Yeah. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one is good. I never heard this one. There's so many, so many good ones. Although I think uh, I'm gonna teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna teach you about. 
there are so, it's hard to choose, but I'm going to see this one guy here, Eithor Jovensson, who suggests that I tell you about the fact that you can say the same word three times in a row in a sentence in Icelandic. And they're different words. And they're different words. And this, and, and, the, and the example he makes here is the <clears throat> sentence, Yara fara fara fara. So I am going fara. I'm going to go out. Yara fara fara fara. Or the the correct well the correct grammar is yeg er ad fara ad fara ad fara. But uh, you would pronounce it yara fara fara fara. What does it mean? It's mean I am about to go. I am about to go. Or uh, well, the literal translation would be I am about to get going. Because <laughs> fara is to go. Yeah. And you're literally saying. And you can say yera fara fara. I am about to go. Well, the literal translation. I'm going is, into the I'm mo- going, going mode. I'm going, going, going. Yeah, I'm going, going, going. Uh, yera fara fara would be well would mean I'm going into the going mode. Uh, and uh, but yeah, fara 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 is I'm getting into going into the going mode. So like like uh, <laughs> well for for instance um, uh, our good friend Bilge who definitely exists. Um, mm. Yes, because although you were alone at stage last night, <laughs> <laughs> so Bilge is your. So so she she said to me yesterday because I was supposed to be meeting her earlier to you know hand out flyers and I was running late. Um, and she called me and said, so where are you? And I was like, oh, we're leaving now. And she said, you said that an hour ago. So I could have said, yara fara fara fara. Yara fara fara fara. Yara fara fara fara. And now sometimes, I, I've done this, I sometimes we joke about it. Yara fara 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 So yara fara 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 I like it. Yeah. So that's that's the uh, Icelandic yeah, phrase about. of the day, but I can teach you one other thing. Just because do, yeah, let's, so do many. One let's do one. Let's do one. Let's do the one where Paul Oscar suggests me. Uh, he asks, "Er þessi elskabúna læra kúkalapi?" So uh, kúkalapi. Did you mean mm. to do an impersonation? I try, but that? I can never do it as well as you. And uh, there's, uh, I don't know if you know this uh, uh, impersonator called Soli Holm. Who does? Who does Paul Oscar perfect? Yeah, he, I I envy people who can do impressions, but yeah, ain't my thing. Do you envy me? Uh, yes. Really? Well, you can do well. Uh, yeah, it's an obvious thing to do. Uh, you you are, whenever you do the Paul Oscar impression, it gets better every time. And the last yeah. time I saw you do it, you were on yeah, point. Uh, on point. I don't think it's as good as my Marge impression, though. Do your Mars impression. Yeah. Oh no, my special guy! That's <laughs> <It's> beautiful. <laughs> I can only do Werner Herzog. <laughs> yeah. And if I do him long enough, I turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Alright, so what, what is the sentence? Kukalape. Uh, Kukalape? Is it, it's, well, later I mean, is Poop Walker. What is a poop walker? Poop walker, it's just, it's one of the earliest insults you learn. It's like a playground insult. But it's so fun to say it as a... As in a grown-up. As a grown-up. And I always picture a guy wearing no, no, nothing beneath the waist, 
just pooping while he's walking. Kukala. Have you done a drawing of this? I have. I actually <laughs> have done one drawing which only works in Icelandic, where it's, oh, no, Kukala and the corner. Poop walkers are coming. They're like zombie like figures <laughs> shitting themselves while they're walking towards Kukalape. Yeah, Kukalape. And I actually, this reminds me, I think it's the first joke I ever wrote. And really? I was a child. And I, I kept, it was a riddle, I kept asking grown-ups, and they never, they always answered wrong. And I was surprised at the grown-ups, because it was an obvious question. It was, what is that some kukar or labbar? Or what, what shits and walks? It's, uh, what poops and walks? Mm-hmm. Well, a poop walker, of course. <laughs> Kukalapi. They always said, uh, a cat, a dog, a baby. No, a poop walker. A poop walker. Oh, that's great. So, I guess it's time for the Ants of Agony. I think it's worth pointing out that we had some fan mail. Yes. This week. Shall I read it? Yes, let's start with the fan mail. From, we got, and it was a handwritten letter. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it, it, you know, it sounds like this. Yes, and read it like you're a person in uh, a Jane Austen novel. Okay. Dear Australia people. I woke up at 4am this morning and started writing a fan letter to you in my head. You are my favourite Australian podcast in the world. My favourite parts of your show, can I call it a show, are when you tell personal stories, as I'm an avid fan of storytelling and less of a fan of sci-fi shit and literal human shit eating. Yeah, this is a reference to my other two podcasts. Uh uh (laughs) Australia is also my favourite Hulli podcast. So anyway, I just thought you should know... You should get a fan letter because you deserve it. Thank you. And it is from a woman named Hildur. Yes, this is Hildur Lillendal, mm-hmm. who is uh, a bit of a celebrity in Iceland for being a feminist, which uh-huh. can be a very like a controversial thing to be in uh, this world. Yeah. So uh, I think she's 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 a cool lady. She uh, has because uh, she's has been. Uh, very vocal in mm-hmm. the f- in feminist uh, issues, mm-hmm. and sh- she gets a lot of hate. Does she? she used to get at least uh, a lot of hate uh, just for being a feminist. For, for being a feminist, uh, uh, yeah. in 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 what is referred to as one of the most equal nations on the planet. Yeah, well, we have our shit, as we have talked about. We are not as perfect as we'd like to think we are. We are. I think Iceland would be just as bad as other nations if we had just more people. I think that's the yeah. thing. So we're lucky to have a limited amount of people, which also limits our amount of assholes, because Hilter uh, at least used to get a lot of hate from assholes, which always makes someone cool in my book. If assholes hate you, you you're, cool. you're, you're a good person. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well... Um, do you have any ants of agony writer inners this week? No, you don't. You seem to get those. People I do want, get them, and I'm just you. flipping through to grab them because um, I saw one just before. That's right. This person wishes to remain anonymous. Right. Uh, and their question is: um, I am looking at opening up my relationship. How do I negotiate that? Oh, and go. Well, I've never <laughs> been in that position. I've never even. I mean, if I'm 
if I have a girlfriend, I would never mm-hmm. open that Pandora's box. Although I've never wanted to anyway. No. To have an open relationship. I mean, uh, in theory, I think I could go for it. Uh, then, but my worries would be that she would be much better at it than me and I would start treating it like a competition. Aha! Uh-huh. And I say, see. hey, you slept with like three other people this month and now I have to catch up. Mm. Uh, so. Do you know any people in open relationships? Yeah, yeah, I know a couple. Yeah? Uh, a few, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. Do they I, ever... I've known of people who have been in open relationships. And have relationships. they ever spoken about it with you? No. Were they straight couples? They, they've never been really, like, really close friends. So I never... Uh, they, they, they've been straight couples and also, like, uh, gay couples. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, I would say I would say to this person that, that you... It's a tough one. Mm. Because if you mention to this person you're in the relationship with that you would like to have a bit of an open period because mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is to notice that some, pass. some people some people go through these times where it's not actually you know they don't stay open forever I've known people who opened up their relationships and then uh, you know after a year or two they just went ah, let's not do it anymore um, and then they you know just went back to being a monogamous relationship but I think if you're going to say to your partner, I would like to have an open relationship and they actually don't want it, you might be digging your own grave. Mm-hmm. You really might. Well, if he, you ha- may, I guess, guess you have to like uh, look for clues. I mean, you, I, I wouldn't ask it of a girlfriend of mine unless I've had some hints that she might be into that and also if I would want to do it anyway. But... Uh, then, you know, maybe you can slip it into a, a, a conversation, like you're talking hypothetically, mm-hmm. and then if she seems to be kind of excited by the idea, then you go and say, hey, would you ever think of doing something like that? Ask it like you're hypothetical or mm. jokingly, mm. and see where that leads you. But you know, it's similar if you kind of are dating a girl and uh, and uh, one of them suggests, uh, "Hey, should we do a threesome one time?" Which is not That's, as open. I was going to say, yeah. is that is that is that an, an option maybe for yeah. this person is to negotiate something like that first? Yeah, I think threesome would be like a, a gateway. A gateway drug. <laughs> to, to the open relationship. Yeah. Threesomes. The gateway to an open relationship. <laughs> um, open the door with a threesome. <laughs> oh my god. I, I think... Yeah, I think that could be uh, a thing. I think it's really... The tough thing about this is it's probably something that you should um, be um, discussing early yeah. on. Yeah. Because you don't yeah. want to be discussing this four years into a relationship... And realize that you actually would have liked the option to remain Although open. there is a... But then again, there are like relationships that have become stale and uh, boring and they feel kind of imprisoned in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then somebody... Then the idea comes, hey, maybe we should open up the relationship and it saves the marriage. Yeah, I think... That happens. I think the real question before you, you do this, though, is you have to ask... If you're like, I'm, I want to open up the relationship, you have to say why. 
Yeah. You have to know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Because if if the sex is bad and uh-huh. you're not really um, feeling it anymore, then maybe you shouldn't be in the relationship. Yeah, well... That was what Oprah would call an aha moment. It's um, true, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, but then again, there are, like I said, it has saved, re- saved relationships and made people even closer. And, uh, so, yeah, that, so, so you have to just figure out if that's what is yeah. going on. If you, if you are uh, considering an open relationship because you are, are in, in fact unhappy yeah. and want to try other things, yeah. then it might, be, it might be the thing that ruins your relationship. Interesting fact. Statistics are a thing. Um, yeah. No, statistics have shown that um, in the long term, open relationships don't work. Right. And the majority of couples in open relationships end up either ceasing the open relationship or breaking up. There's nothing like a good old dose of statistics Mm. because we were just, we weren't helping at all until you brought up. Until I brought up statistics. (laughs) But but I I think it's also worth pointing out that there are lots of different kinds of open relationships as well. Like, I think I told you once about the... I told you about the couple I know in Australia where one of them is really into, you know, being pissed on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they open it up for that. There's also, like, you know, Dan Savage, the the writer. Right. And sex therapist or whatever he is. You know, the man who's going to pin on everything and everyone should love him, allegedly. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, He and his husband have an open relationship, but they call it monogamish. 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 So they're... Essentially monogamous, mm. but occasionally have a guest star. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think I um, I think I would be more of a threesome guy than an open relationship guy. Mm. I think if we're gonna have sex with other people, then uh, let's do it together. But uh, I, I I think I would also be very selfish in that because I would never have the devil's threesome. Never. No. I don't think so. No. I think. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe but just in case no one knows, the devil's threesome is when it's two men and a woman. Yeah, well, and they're both straight. Yeah, well, it's, I think don't think women call it the devil's threesome no. or gay men call it the devil's threesome. No, but the heterosexual men call it the devil's threesome. I understand. One woman, and you two. don't have to overexplain it. To no, me. I guess I like to overexplain. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you never have one. Uh, have an open one. No, a devil's threesome. I think I would, maybe I, I would have to explore some more sexually before I'm ready for that. You'd need to explore stuff with a man? No, I think that would be my first exploration with a man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you literally haven't, you know, you're not even comfortable with butt stuff. So mm. how are you going to, how are you going to, uh, how are you going to spit roast somebody with another dude? Well, uh... I'm going to shut up right now. <laughs> but, but, so, what's your verdict? Are you saying that they should just talk about it? Yeah, talking, talking is key. Me orðum er allt fyrst, eins og, like we say in Icelandic, we, uh, the, the beginning of everything is in, is verbal. I that is such a weird saying for Icelanders, because you guys keep everything inside. Yeah, but we're also like a, a nation of writers, so maybe you should just write a letter. Write a letter. Well, actually, that works sometimes. Yeah. If you don't know how to say what you're going to say out loud, write it down. Yeah. 
write it down. I think I think it's something you should discuss as soon as the thought comes up. Absolutely. But uh, let us go into the next ant. Yes. Oh no, that was it. There was that only was one it. this week. Yes. Okay. So that I was guess, it. <laughs> uh, I, I hope we helped out. Yeah. Let uh, us know anonymous. how that um, that gateway to an open relationship works. Um, so, so we're going into something something meaningful. meaningful. Yeah, we yeah. always get lost in the meaningful thing. Well, do you have anything nice to say this week? Nice. Yeah. Um, you can, you can say, say something I'm, nice to I'm me. Fi- yeah, you, you. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of uh, your uh, last night's uh, embarrassment. <laughs> I thought it was a nice thing. It was a. a, a a fascinating thing to witness, mm-hmm. and I think you handled handled yourself very well. Uh, and I think the meaningful thing mm-hmm. of the week mm-hmm. is sometimes a man gotta do what a man gotta do, mm-hmm. even if it embarrasses the hell out of you. It's true. I think that's very good. I've got something meaningful to say as mm-hmm. well. So we're about to we're about to do our final Australia show tonight. Right. Yeah. Yes, and we we don't know when it will be back. We, we don't do not know. know when or if it will be back. Yes. But we will be doing this show we'll podcast. Be, we'll be doing the podcast. Yeah. We I I'm sure we'll work together again. Oh, absolutely. I think Australia will return as a I show. Absolutely. But, but I just I just want it known. Mm. I want it known that it's been a pleasure. It has been. It's yes. been. It's been really fun, and I think it's been very successful. It does. And yeah. I've learned a lot about you, and I, I very much respect you as a performer. Thank you. That's a very nice. You kind of made my day right now. I bow. Is this what it feels like when doves cry? <laughs> <laughs> finished here in Iceland, but if you have enjoyed the comedy stylings of Jonathan Duffy and Bilgir Babylons, who definitely exists, you can come check us out at the Minority Port, Wednesdays at Gokulin. And also, uh, uh, me and Jonathan and Bilgir will be doing some stuff in Berlin next Berlin. weekend. Yes, we will. On the 16th. At the Comedy Festival. At the Comedy Festival. We'll put some details on our page. Yes, check it out, because if you are in Berlin, you can see us, yeah, for like seven minutes at a time. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's it. Uh, goodbye, bye. That's a thing like animals said in the baby Muppets. Fleiri skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is Takk fyrir að hlusta.